Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so you can relax about money. And here's your host, Paul Winkler. And welcome. This is the Investor Coaching Show, the last Investor Coaching Show for the year. Oh, you just ruined it. <laughs> Hi, Ra. For the year. <laughs> Ira worked with me, of course, and Evan Barnard. It is the last investor coaching show for the year. Yeah, we don't want it to be the last investor. Do you guys realize? No. Yes. Maybe. We're going on 23 years. Yes. 23 years. On the radio? Or yeah, wow! Hey, you know what? uh, You know what? The tomorrow is going to be a big day for, of course. Yes, yes. We were talking about this at home. Weddings. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. Did you you guys saw that? Right. I saw that. Yeah, because that's our anniversary. Huge. Huge. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have another friend whose anniversary is thirty years this year. Thirty years, sir. Well, with see, thirty's got a three in it. Yeah, <laughs> which is which is you know if if we play a waltz, it's in th- in three four right there one you two go. three one two three. You guys do a waltz, you know for um we're set for for your anniversary because it's one two three one two three. Yeah, there you go. It is going to be a big day in Las Vegas, is what they're saying. Yep, it's like one of the biggest days. They said it's it's one it it is, and I think it is going to be the biggest day. I think at that, least that, for weddings, yeah. That they have ever ever had is what they were saying. It's going to be the biggest day for weddings that they have ever had. They said that uh, there are all kinds, <laughs> all kinds of people cashing in on this. Uh, but you know, they had like uh, in uh, in in two thousand and seven, you had seven seven of seven. I got a lot of people July seventh of oh, two thousand and seven. Uh-huh. A lot of people got married. Yeah, forty five hundred couples were married in what became the Lucky Sevens Day in Las Vegas. Okay. <laughs> and then the second most popular was eleven eleven of two thousand eleven. I was going to say November eleventh of. 2011. Yeah, there you go. So they're looking at another big day in Las Vegas tomorrow, and uh, they've got these people out there selling packages yeah the 12 31 23 package they're selling it for two thousand twenty four dollars oh, that, that, that's pretty creative yeah they're, they're they're selling the idea is that you get a limousine ride wedding planner photo shoot and a cider toast <laughs> cider toast cider toast oh, they're I gonna they're like gonna toast you with cider champagne yeah 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 speaking <laughs> of toast it was a guy that that came up with avocado toast passed away did you see that no, I didn't. Yeah, I you know who would ever thought I, I of saw having the creator avocado. of the Glock passed away this past week. Creator of the Glock? Yeah, he passed away. No He's kidding. An Austrian engineer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know much and about that. I think that. he was like ninety four. Okay. Like that. All right. Well, so you know, it's uh, and then the next date that there's somebody else is saying that's going to be too crowded on on one two three one two three. So she's going to get married on two four of twenty four. 
<laughs> I'm just going to wait a couple months. Maybe we just got to think about it first. <laughs> is, is Vegas making the odds on the success percentages I, of these weddings? I on have no. I have New not, Year's Eve. I have not seen that. <laughs> so it has been an interesting, interesting year. Haven't you been talking to your son about it? Yeah, I'm sure it has. He, We've been chatting. He has, a, he has a nice little list of things. We did. Yeah, we went through a few things, and some stuff I, you know, I just had totally forgotten about. I mean, it's it's a function of the news cycle now that. There's so much coming on that I've I had failed to remember several pretty good sized stories. So there, so there were a lot of predictions. Out of mind. There were a lot of predictions for the year, and I think it's interesting because one of the things that I've talked about on the show over and over and over again how the experts can't seem to predict things. Right. Right. Not so good at predicting what's going to happen next, where things are going to go, or anything like that. And there was a piece in in CNBC. There was. Uh, one of the anchors was talking about that very thing, the Federal Reserve and their economists, the most brilliant economists, the most educated economists out there, period, end of sentence. Check this out, guys. Here's what he said. But I have pointed this out many times as a terrible forecasting record. I just want to point out their GDP forecast this time of last year was 0.5% for 2023. Okay, so GDP. 0.5% is what they predicted it would be. This is the Federal Reserve, whose job is to set interest rates, right? Help determine, you know, make sure that you have full employment, make sure yeah. that the currency is stable, and, and you know, that they're, that's their mandate, their, their dual mandate. Now, now, this is what they basically said, 0.5% growth in GDP. And this is what really happened. Uh, and the actual numbers, we had 2.2% for the first quarter, 21 4.9%, 2.7%. They were off by Everybody orders of magnitude. They're not, they were off on the unemployment rate, too. They had 4.6%, were 3.7%. They've yep. just been... Now, it's not quite as bad as he's making it out to be because he, <laughs> he was like 2.4%, you know, because he's annualizing all those numbers. You know, so you take the quarter, you got to divide that by by four. So, you know, you look at that, though. But that is a pretty doggone big percentage to be off when you have all the numbers at your disposal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just like yeah, one of the things he made a comment about. He says, uh, you know, this this was predicted for this. And he said then COVID happened. You know, I talked about, you know, several years back, of course, thankfully. Uh, we can look back and say that was several years ago. But he was looking at that and saying they were way off. Then COVID happened. Well, but this is what happened. This is our excuse for missing our prediction because right. COVID happened. And his point is, but COVID happened. You know, you know, it, it's like. But 9-11 happened. Yeah. But, you know, the oil crisis happened. But the, you know, you can fill in the blank. There's always something that screws up your predictions. Yep, exactly. So, I'm curious, Evan. Yeah. What would your son come up with well, for, we, what were some of the things that he uh, that he popped out? Yeah. Uh, so, I'll start with the curveball here. The uh, Titan submarine sank. The, the submarine that was looking for... The Titanic, you know, had the oh yeah wealthy billionaire or whatever, and well, your son, son would come up with that. that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, you know that that went down, and of course, you know, all the news cycle. How much air do they have? You know, how long is this going to be? All those kind of things, and of course, you know, in the commentary on the business side, you know, okay, it's almost like the space shuttle. What failed? Okay, what design flaws weren't we looking at? Oh, they rushed the process. I mean, you always have, just like you're talking about yeah. the economists after the fact. Yeah. 
well, we could woulda, coulda, shoulda. Monday morning quarterback. Yeah, for sure. Right. And and there were a lot of things about the as I recall, there were a lot of things about how these people were kind of fly by the night, you know, type of an operation anyway. You mean the designers of the yeah. sub? Yeah. And they, but but well, it, yeah, I hesitate to I, use I, the yeah, term I don't, fly I don't, by night, but yeah, I don't know much about it, but I remember that that was the commentary. Yeah, they they were kind of rushing this. It was in maybe an unproven, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm not an engineer like the polymer, the you know the oh the you know the ballistic nylon shell or whatever. Kevlar almost because there were submarine. a lot of wealthy yeah. people on on board that yes. thing, weren't there? Yeah, they were all wealthy people. Yeah, well, they there were was all wealthy. yeah, were they? Yeah. Yeah, so so that's 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 just what I recall about that one. Okay, yeah, they but, had you know, no I, business going I'd, down there. I'd totally forgotten about that story. They well, had no business going down there. I don't know. They've been told and warned. <laughs> <laughs> they've been warned. They've been warned. a lot of times. <laughs> well, I mean, you you only look at it. The sense of adventure. People want to go out to outer space. I mean, that's the that's just humans. Yeah, you know, get a robot. Right. Down Columbus there. had Columbus had no no <laughs> no place going. You know, across the ocean. Right. When right. you were going to probably fall off the edge, but you know. Yeah, it's, oh. no guts, no no guts, no glory, right? That's yeah. it. So, what else did he come up with? Um, well, let's see here. Because I and the the bank thing, I remember. I'm thinking about people that. Well, I, what uh, I was interviewed Silicon over. Silicon Valley Bank was one I came up with. Yes, that wasn't Justin's. Right. Uh, you, you want me to run through the list, or just I'll just come up with a couple things. We'll talk about them. Uh, well, the Chinese spy balloon. Uh, yes, <laughs> that, you're right. That did happen this year. Yes, it did. Wow. Um, and we were actually this kind of led that to was, a, a, that, that was uh, boy that was in the news a lot and it's yeah, funny it how quickly for, we forget those types yeah. of things you know and and that wasn't really that's not so much of a business event you know it's not a market related thing but at the same time but any, it sure can affect business yeah, seeing as you any, know you're talking about trade between countries and whether uh-huh. you have trust between the countries yeah exactly. sure and uh, you know so that was one and then um, oh gosh. What was an interesting one was the the popularity of two very uh, different movies, Barbie and Oppenheimer, <laughs> and how my wife is an you avid. Know they both she was an avid Barbie collector. Totally, and she just won't go. Totally different ends of the spectrum. <laughs> she won't even watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah uh, but Oppenheimer. Yeah. I just thinking about Oppenheimer. I haven't seen either one. I haven't either. I mean. Just, I don't watch movies. You guys know me, but but I think Oppenheimer that'd be fascinating. I guess. Did you think? Ira, did you see that? Or? No, I did not. Yeah. I see a lot of movies. Justin has seen them both, and he really loved both of them. Did you really? He did. Yeah. Okay. Um, now this is on the business front. Okay. Uh, but it you know it's kind of left the headlines. But the uh, Bud Light Dylan Mulvaney. <sighs> oh, yeah, I goodness. was just thinking about that beer one. can debacle. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah but, and that's now old news. Their but, stock hasn't rebounded the much. The bear sales down 24% for Budweiser. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's I I guess I guess that uh maybe that that memory of that is holding strong with uh, people yeah. that were offended by the whole thing. I think yeah. so. Interesting. Yeah, cuz it was like Nike was this was this big deal, right? And then all of a sudden Nike rebounded and I don't know where Nike is. You guys even watched that cuz that was a big I don't controversial I've company. missed that. Yeah. And that's another example of just one of those things when we talk about investing. You don't know when something like that's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. And you know, to a company near you that they all of a sudden they do something that is out of step with culture, 
in one way or another. And all of a sudden they are here today, gone tomorrow, or, you know, at least drop in value significantly. You think about Walt Disney and, yeah. and Disney and, and how that whole, that whole thing went down. Well, and you think about uh, not even a, uh, I guess, I mean, this is news. It's a surprise. It's not like a natural disaster, but just as recent as, you know, a month or two ago, uh, Sam Altman getting relieved, you know, dealing with open AI and chat mm-hmm. GPT mm-hmm. and this, mm-hmm. you know, power play between Microsoft and all of that, sure. you know, all of that stuff can happen. You know, that whole story started and ended and changed in about 72 hours. Well, yeah, there was actually some talk about that in the Wall Street Journal. I didn't really get through the whole article. It was talking about, will 2024 be the year that yeah. some of those cryptocurrencies that you know, maybe they're going to be more legitimized because maybe some regulation will show up around them. And, uh, and you know, you think about it, people have been using it, quote, as, as an investment. And as we've talked about so many times here, it's not an investment. An investment, by definition, is something where you have uh, a cost of capital. But, you know, it's been going up and down in value and their volatility has been unreal if some of that regulation comes to fruition, yeah, you could see some of that volatility going away. And then you could see that, not, not that it would be a good investment at that right. point in time, is not what I'm saying. You could regulate ice, but it's still going to melt. <laughs> but, yeah, but you could see the volatility or it stabilizing more like, you know, you think about gold is not necessarily tremendously uh, stable right. by any stretch of the imagination. yeah. yeah. But it has been far more stable as far as not, you know, these wild, wild spikes and, mm-hmm. and drops that we saw with cryptocurrencies, with Bitcoin particularly. Uh, and it's funny because we talk about Bitcoin all the time. Why? Because it was the one out of thousands and thousands of cryptocurrencies that was the winner. It's just like anything else with stocks, right? Mm-hmm. We don't talk about a stock in glowing terms until after it's been the winner for a while. Yeah. And we know, you know, you hear all these other companies that have come and gone. Well, I think Bitcoin was the winner primarily because it was really the first one to come out and get publicity uh, yeah. of all of the cryptocurrencies. And then they all tend to follow them. And now uh, there's just too many of them. And they're not currency either uh, because there's nothing backing it. And currency doesn't fluctuate on a daily basis the way the swings of these crypto things actually fluctuate. Well, I think it's more like – I would say it's more akin to gold though. You know, in, in essence, that gold fluctuates pretty significantly based on supply and demand because people see it as a store of value that's outside of the monetary system unlike another currency. But gold you can at least put in your hand. Right. Okay. Right, you can. It does have another use. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 a good point. Well, but regardless, I mean, gold. Whether you use it for something else or not, like silver, is probably is probably one of the most used metals of all of them for industry. Mm-hmm. You see it in soldering and 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 circuit boards and so forth. Um, yeah, it has a utility outside of just right. The- but you can just hold it. You can't hold cryptocurrency, right? Because there's nothing there. You know, you, are you saying that this is precarious <laughs> in any way? <laughs> I'm just saying. So, for example, like we have we have the cash, you know, percentage of the portfolios in cash. Why? 
because the dollar doesn't fluctuate up and down like a stock or a bond does. It's not sensitive to interest rates. A dollar is a dollar is a dollar. My dollar today will be my dollar next week. Well, you have an now, entity that's making sure that there's stability going on there, like a Federal Reserve. And, and whereas, like you look at some countries where their currency has fluctuated wildly, you know, just because they print and they, and they yeah. increase the supply, and then you have hyperinflation. And, Venezuela, uh, anyone? And, yeah, can you say that? Yeah. <laughs> and that's the only reason why the um, – I just lost my thought. That's the only reason why the dollar for us is so stable and why we keep a, per, you know, a certain sure. percentage of the portfolio in the dollar because unlike the stocks and the fixed income, it's not going to fluctuate in value. That's the only – security, if you will, that doesn't fluctuate here. Now it does to other currencies around the world. Right. We can see the dollar went down compared to the pound or the dollar went up compared to the euro. But the dollar for us is always a dollar as, as opposed to you know, Apple dropping in value or interest rates going down so the value of the bond goes up. The dollar is fixed for us. Right. And, and it's a good point to make, Ira, you know, just in that when you're investing – and you hold bonds in your portfolio, they're there for stability. And if you mm -hmm. do have bonds outside the U.S., and a lot of people have these things, and they don't know whether their bond funds are actually hedged against the currency mm -hmm. risk. And that's one of the things that, we, that that's, that's, uh, we're adamant about, that, that we have that hedging against currency risk because you don't want that to be fluctuating. Listening to the Investor Coaching Show right here on Super Talk 99.7 WTN, Paul Winkler, Ira Work, and Evan Barnard. We'll be back right after this. Hey guys, if you want specific advice for your unique situation, schedule a free 15-minute phone chat with one of our trusted advisors by going to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. We don't sell any products and our advisors don't make any commissions, so this isn't a sales call. We have a coaching process that helps you understand investing and relax about money. Don't put blind trust in anyone with your financial assets. We want to partner with you in the process so you know what you're doing and why. We manage assets on a fee-only basis, which means that when you do well, we do well, which aligns our interests with yours from the start. We also bring you into the financial planning process that gives you a clear plan so you can find the freedom to pursue your purpose. All our advisors are degreed planners, too, with years of experience. So schedule a free 15-minute phone call with an advisor by going to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. All right, we're back here on the Investor Coaching Show. Paul Winkler, Evan Barnard on keyboards. <laughs> I should have put the camera on <laughs> earlier. Oh, uh, let's see. And Ira Work. So, speaking of predictions, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal. What did the What did Wall Street get right about markets <laughs> this year? Uh, the answer was not much, because you know we've been basically twenty. Like I said earlier, twenty third yeah. year going into this radio show, and that was one of the things we started it on. Is like. What passes as investment advice is terrible. You know, it's, you know, people don't, and most people don't realize that's what's going on is gambling and speculating and, and, you know, predictions about the future. And, and, uh, you know, you'll see changes in your portfolio, or most of the times you don't see it because you don't look. Uh, <laughs> but there are things going on and you don't realize that that's what's happening. It's, it's like built into our, into our bodies that yeah. we have to try to predict what's going to come next. But uh, they said almost no one thought 2023, almost no one thought it would be a blockbuster year for stocks. They could have hardly been more wrong. 
S&P finished up 24%. You know, that was the winner for the year. Uh, more about that in just a second. A year ago, everyone from the strategists and Wall Street banks to rap artist Cardi B. I don't know. Did I say it right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Was uh, calling for a recession. Instead, inflation continued falling. Consumers kept spending, and the unemployment rate fell to 3.4%, lowest level since 1969. It was interesting. You guys see the 10-year bonds. Yeah. Basically ending the same place same where place they started the year, year before, Yeah, which I thought was fascinating. Yes. Uh, so we had this big run-up in interest rates, scaring the living crud out of people, mm-hmm. causing all kinds of problems for the banks. Yes. You know, Silicon Valley Bank, you know, and then, and then more about that. You know, there was something about that. I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later. But it caused all kinds of problems. And then they end up back down where they weren't. Now, the thing is, is that you can have where interest rates go way up and they come back down. And what caused the banks all the problems were the interest rates going up because of the bonds that they held. Yeah. Well, by the time they came back down, it was too late. Mm-hmm. You think about that. It right. was too late. Why? Because banks aren't supposed to be taking risks. <laughs> right. Well, it's like shorting a stock, almost. I mean, you have to, it has to happen in the amount of time before you've got to pay that stock back. Good example. To have the market move. I mean, it's just the same phenomenon. It's the time value. Yeah, exactly. So uh, they had here that uh, it was uh, literally the inflation rate or the unemployment rate they talk about here uh, went to 3.4%, the lowest level since I hadn't caught that, the lowest level since 1969. Wow. Lowest unemployment rate. Now, of course, the unemployment rate, what it doesn't contain are those people that have decided not to even look for jobs. Right. You know, so that that can be a little bit misleading. But in one of the biggest surprises of all, higher bond yields didn't turn out to be the boogeyman that many money managers feared. The historic bond route that drove 10-year treasuries to 5% in October for the first time in 16 years sparked a stretch of stock volatility, but it didn't stymie the rally for long. Of course, partly because the interest rates came back down. Um, They didn't put that there, but that's part of the reason that it didn't stymie the stock market rally. I remember learning that word in in when I was in ninth grade. I had yeah, an English teacher was so proud to teach (laughs) us that word. (laughs) Uh, Wall Street, Wall Street finally conceded that TINA or the notion that there is no alternative to stocks. This 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 paragraph I thought was interesting, guys. Uh huh. Uh, that, that it was over. They conceded that there is no alternative to stocks is over when a record torrent of cash flooded into money market funds. So basically, remember what they were saying is that, oh, we don't I mean, you know, bonds have gone down in value because, you know, interest rates went up and then stocks went down with bonds mm-hmm. and they were basically gone. Oh, there's no place to hide. I mean, what can we do? We don't have any place else that we can go. Yeah. You know, so what happened is you heard a lot of that earlier in the year. There's no alternative to stocks. There's nothing else to go into. I mean, some people will try real yeah. estate and, you know, commodities and all that other junk. But, you know, technically that, that was the thing. So what did people go to but money markets? Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. It says they had a torrent of cash that flooded money market funds, the hottest investment for the year. Can you just imagine people walking down and just kicking themselves? Yeah. 
who bailed out of stocks and jumped into money market accounts and going, yay, I got a 3% yield or whatever. Yep. You know, for the year. Yeah. When stocks, you know, as they said here, the 25% jump up almost in, in the S&P 500. Ouch. So it says, when everybody's on the same side of the boat, it's time to look to the other side, said veteran investor uh, Leon Cooperman. Well, the only problem is, by the time you're looking to the other side, the movements have happened already, right? Yeah. You know, I had a conversation about that just this last week and, was, you know, was talking with someone and uh, actually the, uh, it was a client and her daughter were in the office. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've had the conversation with a few people and basically the argument, the, not argument, the discussion was, well, why would I put something in the market when I can get 5% guaranteed? Right. I mean, that was just basically the deal. Yeah. And you're thinking, well, last year you weren't getting 5% guaranteed. <laughs> right. You were getting, you know, one or yeah. maybe it would climbed up to two. But you're looking at today's rate. And then just from what you said earlier in the segment, I got my 5% guaranteed, but the S&P was up 24. And go further in the article, soaring interest rates caught a number of regional banks flat-footed. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, you look at that and go, you know, you had Silicon Valley Bank deposits, uh, the the value of the port bond portfolio dropped, and then First Republic Bank, you know, that collapsed. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had the, a lot of these banks collapsed, and you go, well, wait a minute, what happens when that happens? Mm-hmm. If, you know, if we look at these things, we look at these guaranteed things, insurance companies, as, as I've often talked about, people say, well, the insurance companies say, well, what, who's going to back the, the insurance company if it starts to fall apart? Yep. Uh, you know, you look at, at markets and you go, well, yeah, the interest rate was higher, but why was the interest rate higher? Because inflation was higher. Right. Well, what is the, what is the hedge against inflation? It's certainly not fixed income investments in banks or CDs or, or insurance companies or anything like that. It's always been equities. That's why yeah. we want to own it. And it's the very thing you run away from when you need it the most. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, good point. I mean, it's just uh, – Go broke safely. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's unfortunately what ends up happening so often. People do that, and they try to avoid risk. I used the example of me playing football when I was in – you know, ninth, tenth grade. I was a terrible football player because I was always trying to avoid getting injured. <laughs> yeah, that's why I played like one game of lacrosse. I hit by three people and said, I'm done. That's it. No yeah, more. I don't need this. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> but, you know, you can't pay me enough to put up with this, you know, this brutality. I, 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 I swam and played tennis. So, you know, it's, it's, it wasn't, I wasn't going to get really makes injured more doing that. Um, but, you know, when people would ask me, well, why should I take my money in the market when I can get 5% in right. the bank yeah. and CD? My answer is, no, that kind of makes sense. Just lock it into that inflation that's at 7 and just lose 2%. Know that you're going to lose 2%. Hey, this is Paul Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. You want to learn more about what we do, go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there, and if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler, reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more confident investors, and confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one.
Advisory services offered through Paul Winkler, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. The opinions voiced and information provided in this material are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what investments are appropriate for you, please consult with a financial advisor. Paul Winkler, Inc. does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your particular situation.